Good news first, the world's in great shape. We've got a civil war in Russia, government loyalists against ultranationalist rebels, of 15,000 nukes at stake. Just another day at the office. Greetings, comrades. And no, I did not just play you a news clip of what's happening in Russia. This is a campaign briefing from Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, which apparently predicted a very similar scenario to what is happening in Russia right now. As you guys may know, there is some crazy shit happening in Russia, and I want to take some time to talk about it. So we're going to do one of our kind of short fire type of episodes talking about everything we know so far. Just a real quick update. I do have an episode of Comrade Cast filmed, still needs to be edited. It will be up tomorrow. I had to delay it because my folks were in town visiting grandkids, and that's always an operation. But now that that's over, back to the regular scheduled program. Um, this is a little bit more off the cuff than usual. But before I begin what we're going to talk about, it's basically a quick fire kind of slideshow of what has happened. And it seems like that things have resulted in some sort of resolution, at least for now. So at least we can put a cap on this, at least for the day. But I just want to give a big shout out to several members of the Discord, particularly Factus, Steel City Gator, IMD, and Eliaza, one of my mods. All of you, and can't forget Dragon. all of you guys have been doing a really good job in keeping me and, and hopefully other people up to date on things that are happening in regards to this incredible situation we're seeing unfolding before us. So just big shout out to them and thank you for all of the information you've provided to keep me up to date. So I'm not going to spend too much time talking about Wagner and Yevgeny Prigozhin. I think most of you guys probably know who they are, what their deal is, mercenary group in the service of Russia. The main important point for us here is that they have effectively gone rogue. And the leader of that group has essentially taken his mercenary group and he took over a chunk of the country. First off, this is the very first opening salvo of these events that are unfolding. So the first place that he ended up setting up shop here and taking over is a little place called Rostov-on-Don. And actually, that's what it means in English and Russian. It's Rostov-na-Donu which literally just translates to Rostov on Don. So basically, this is a very incredibly important strategic town for Russia. Not only is it a very large town, relatively speaking, about a million people live here, but as you can see, it's right here on the Sea of Azov. And before they moved in and annexed Crimea, this happened to be effectively their major connecting port to the Black Sea. But not only is it important in that sort of strategic sense, it's also important for our military tactical sense for what is happening in Russia right now, because Russia is using this particular town as a massive resource hub and a massive supply base to continue to support their ongoing invasion of Ukraine. So this area in particular has a ton of supplies that run through it and has a ton of aircraft take off from it and also like i said it's a very very well it was not anymore since the war effectively all commercial shipping in the sea of azov has ceased but that being said still important for the ongoing war effort so what happened is that Prigozhin took his wagner mercenaries and walked into the town and seized vital military assets without firing a shot essentially without having any conflict, any resistance whatsoever, 
In fact, there are rumors that large sections of the military just went over to Prigozhin in Rostov-on-Don. Again, this is rumored. And one thing I do want to stress here, guys, is that getting information about what is happening right now is extremely difficult. Of course, Russia doesn't have a free media. Russian state media is highly controlled, so you can't really accept what they say at face value. And then, of course, not only that, all journalists, all Western journalists are very tightly controlled within Russia, so they have difficulty getting information out. And the only place you can get somewhat reliable information is social media, Telegram, Twitter. And, of course, that has massive issues, too because you can easily lie on those social media platforms. And not only that, there's a huge information war that's being fought. Then it used to be just fought between the Russians in general, the Russian government in general, and the West. And now you have this complete and total clusterfuck where you have like Russian bots that are supporting Putin and the government. You've got like Wagner bots who are supporting Wagner. And then you've got everyone else here trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And you have these two groups constantly spewing out misinformation because they have their own agendas. Obviously, they have their own agendas that they want to fulfill. They have their own goals that they are seeking to accomplish. And if putting some misinformation out on Twitter is what it caused to accomplish that goal, it's an easy, easy, easy thing to do. So again, a lot of what you're going to hear, a lot of crazy crap, a lot of what is being said is nonsense, but here's the thing. Something is happening. There's definitely something going on. Something is true. I've done my best to try and ascertain that. And the best we can do is video and picture evidence. So that's a lot of what I'm going to show you guys right now. So let's go through what I got for you guys right here. We initially have, this is Wagner troops appearing in Rostov-on-Don. Let's get a better look at some of these videos right now. Okay, so we got some military vehicles. Oops. What do we got here? Now we have actual troops marching through the city. And an actual T. I'm not sure if it's a T-72 or T-80. We can see more troops, more troops in the distance. So crazy, right? This whole scenario is something from medieval times it's like the vibe that i'm getting i'm getting very medieval i'm getting very medieval vibes right now here is a, another video we have this is i'm not going to show you this whole thing it's quite long so this is a military convoy in the video if you count these all apparently there's approximately 70 cars along this road and this is a road that is going north south to moscow from rostov on don and uh, yeah, you can just see that it stretches on and on and on and on. What is interesting to me about this is that, yeah, there are military vehicles in this convoy. But in addition to that, you have a lot of civilian vehicles mixed in with this group. And it is just a facet. It's just unbelievable. This is so wild. I can't, I'm, I'm starstruck that this is actually happening. But still, you have this big old convoy. I hate talking about convoys. Because I have that song will play in my head every time I say the word convoy. But yeah, we got a big old convoy and it's heading towards Moscow. Well, not so much anymore because, spoiler alert, there is a, there is an ending to this story. 
So here we have a map that gives us a very excellent overview of where these Wagner mercenaries are going and what route they are taking. So as you can see here, they left out of Luhansk and then went down to Rostov-on-Don, took the city, and then one of the things that they have done since is that they have moved up from Rostov-on-Don and taken Voronzeth, which is a, another very important transportation hub within Russia, particularly if you're heading towards the capital. So in any case, you can see that they have covered quite a bit of distance. So next we have somewhere in Russia. We'll just leave it here. So massive explosion. We don't know what that is. At least not yet. Could be anything. Could be fuel. But obviously you can hear who's ever recording the video freaking the fuck out because that is terrifying seeing a gigantic fireball explode out of your city. So here, our next video is we have a couple of Panzer S1 SAM systems rolling through. This is a village in the Voronzin Oblast, which is again, like we saw, right in the middle between kind of Rostov-on-Don and Moscow. So again, just a pair of mercenary-owned missile systems rolling through your main street. Wild, just wild to me. Next, we got more action here for you guys. We have a video of the Wagner Group shooting down a Russian IL-22M communication aircraft. And let us see what we got here. Just crazy. So another thing which has been reported, although not 100% confirmed, was that these Wagner mercenaries have been able to actually down a couple of Russian attack helicopters. We do for sure know that they were attacked en route here. As we can see, we have an airstrike conducted against the convoy. Yeah, just direct hit, took out a truck there. Our next video, we have a couple of Wagner mercenaries breaking through a barricade that was laid on the way to Moscow. So you can see them just driving on through. Looks like they just pulled them off the road and off they go. Obviously not exactly a barricade, which did a lot to stop them. We can also see here some of the damage which has been done to the roads on the way to Moscow in order to try and prevent and slow down this convoy that was headed towards it. Here we can see some gains that the Ukrainians have made in the last 24 hours, still making relatively modest gains. However, particularly in the area around the Mokrigali River, it looks like the Ukrainians continue to excel and continue to see the most success. Let's just zoom into that theater right here. As you can see, they have been able to push considerably down the river. However, there's still a long way to go. And one of the things I'm going to be looking for in the next couple of days is to see if Ukraine is able to exploit some of the chaos that is happening in Russia right now. Because I, I, I bet there, I bet, I bet the Ukrainian general staff and government is just popping champagne over something like this because it couldn't look any worse for Russia, to be quite honest. So now we are nearing the end of our story. Just as this convoy was reaching Moscow, 
apparently some sort of deal was struck. And initially I was pretty skeptical of this, but it does appear like this was legit. But apparently the president of Belarus, Lukashenko, was able to negotiate some sort of deal with Prokhorin and Putin to be able to stop the military convoy. And this actually worked. This deal was actually reached and the convoy apparently has stopped at the time that you're going to see this video. Apparently they have dissipated and returned back to their bases, according to Prigozhin's own statement. One of the rumors I'm seeing immediately out of this whole clusterfuck is a rumor that part of this deal to stop the Wagner convoy, Putin has agreed to ax some of his senior military leaders. I don't know if that's true or not. Personally, I think if it were true, it would look really bad for Putin. It would look really weak for him. But to be quite honest, at this point, it looks incredibly weak, regardless of the fact that he, he was able to negotiate, it seems like, a deal that was in his favor, though the fact that this mercenary group was able to take over an entire strategically important oblast in Russia and then marched unopposed nearly to the gates of Moscow is insane to me. There is nothing like it in modern history. Again, this is something that reminds me of something from medieval times. So the fact that this was able to happen at all just looks terrible for Russia. Some of my Discord made the analogy. It would be like if the United States decided if they were going to invade Mexico and they decided to hire Blackwater as a main arm of the United States military and then there happened to be some sort of falling out and then Blackwater decided it was going to abandon the U.S. military and march on Washington and almost make it to Washington. It's an utterly implausible scenario to imagine happening in North America, but it's happening or it's happening or has happened in Russia. And I say has happened because as I'm coming to you guys right now, apparently we have a picture of Prigozhin entering a car. He has returned to Rostov and he's heading for the airport, preparing for his exile in Belarus. I'm guessing this was part of the deal to stop the convoy, that he would go to Belarus and remain there and not meddle in political affairs. Again, a lot of the details do remain murky, but at least what we do know for now is that the convoy has stood down and Prigozhin has returned to Rostov and is apparently boarding a plane to Belarusia. So this is what's happened over the last 24 hours or so. Right now, we are at the lull period. It seems like for now the situation has been diffused, but obviously there's still a lot of heat simmering underneath the surface. There's still a lot of conflict between these two groups and having Prigozhin be alive at all at this point. I'm sure Putin is thinking something along the lines that he wants to give this guy the Trotsky special. So I wouldn't be surprised if somehow these guys are just purged mysteriously in the middle of the night. But at this point, there is a lot of unknowns. Why he did this, what he was hoping to gain, what were the terms of the deal, how was it brokered, how was Vladimir Putin in particular able to secure relatively favorable terms. There's a lot of speculation. If I'm to add my speculation, to me it seems like one of Prigozhin's allies may have switched over to Putin's side, kind of at the ninth hour there 
which made him reconsider his options. Because this whole operation, to me, certainly reeks of something that was relatively well planned, or at least planned somewhat in advance. And initially, I thought that Prigozhin wasn't acting alone, that he had some sort of potential benefactor or booster in the background who was saying, you do this, I got your back, I'm going to make sure that everything turns out all right for you. And maybe that is the case or was the case, but potentially this guy got cold feet. Who knows, but it just seems like a total suicide mission to do something like this completely on your own. It's very bizarre and totally baffling. I'm still trying to figure out some of the motivations myself, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure there are people all across the world trying to figure out what the heck is going through this guy's mind right now. So I'm going to leave this little update there. Over the next couple of days, I'm going to be watching this situation very closely. It makes what is going to be Wednesday's Comrade Cast pretty easy. The topic of discussion is pretty easy. We're just going to discuss the aftermath, maybe look at some historical parallels and parse what's going on in Russia right now. But until then, I do think that there is at least one solution that I'd like to leave you guys with. There is one man, I think, who can bring peace to Eastern Europe. You know who he is. I know who he is. That man is none other than Jeb Bush. My boy Jeb. As much as we all know that Jeb could, without question, bring peace and stability to the region, this is not our timeline. I do want <laughs> the, the multiverse timeline where Jeb Bush is the president of Russia. That is, that's going to be a weird comic to write. That, that's a weird, that's a weird scenario to imagine. In any case, if I keep talking, I'm going to go off the rails. So with that, I want to thank you guys for watching. I hope this shed some light onto what the hell is happening. And next episode of Comrade Cast will be out tomorrow. Full episode on the aftermath will be out on Wednesday. And until that time, this has been to Comrade signing off. You guys take care.